opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Community Cooking Corner for February 13th, 2024, the day before Valentine's Day. All right, guys, today we've got a very special guest with us on the call. Many of you know her from Essential Oils and um, all that, and I think uh, she made these stuff with crafting as well. I don't remember, but I'm not involved with crafting, so I wouldn't. Um, but uh, I knew her well before then. In fact, uh, we go w- way back a few years, uh, I'm talking about my age here, um, to 2002 when... Uh, um, back when I knew her, it was in person, and Zoom was something that you uh, did to go very fast and uh, maybe to magnify your screen. <laughs> and uh, that, that, that's what Zoom meant to us back then. And um, the internet, you were one of the lucky ones if you had uh, high-speed internet. And uh, yeah, in fact, even at my home, I still had dial-up. So, you know, it was a different world in 2001 and 2002. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Haley Agers with us today, who is going to talk to us about uh, prepping meals and uh, all that type of stuff. And will she tell any stories about me? That I don't know, but... uh, (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, so as uh, this is Herbie's Community Cooking Corner, and that's why, because we let the community participate. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you. Welcome, Haley. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Thank you for making me smile on a morning that I'm feeling pretty groggy and drinking a nice big glass of lemon-lime electrolytes. That's the kind of night that I had. <laughs> so All right. thank you for making me smile. And yeah, I might have a, a few stories. So good morning, everyone. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. Um, yeah, we have known each other for a long time. 22 years? That's crazy. Wow. It is. Wow, wow, wow. And I don't feel any older, do you? Uh, I feel a little bit older, but... uh... Yeah, I feel wiser. Definitely, I've gone through a lot in 22 years that I feel wiser, but older, not so much. Yeah. But um, Anyway, what Herbie didn't tell you, but you may have heard before, is that I met him as his home ec instructor. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I forgot, I forgot to mention that. Very key it's kind point. kind of important yes. on a cooking call, right? It is. So. I've had my actual home ec instructor on my cooking call. Um, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good. Thank you. Thank you. You thank get you. an A plus, Herbie. Oh, thank you. All right. Excellent. You get to graduate. All right. I get to graduate. I like that. <laughs> Finally, it took a long time. But thanks to the community, I get to graduate home ec. Um, oh. Haley was one of the uh, two teachers that I had, actually. Um, the other one, sadly, is no longer with us, but uh, um, I, I like to think she'd be proud of me, too. So anyway. Sure. Yes. All right. So today we are going to talk about meal prepping. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, my life is busy. I don't know about yours, but, um, you know, whether whether it is that it's busy and you're out and about and not home much, and you're just looking for some ways to um, have things that are healthier, that are ready to go, or whether it's just that, you know, you know that you have days that you don't feel so good, and you want to have things ready on those days when you don't really feel like cooking. Whatever the reason, um, we're going to talk about what is meal prepping? What's the difference between meal planning and meal prepping? 
because there is a difference. Um, what are some of the tools that you'll need? Why, why meal prep? And then when we do our call again next week, we will actually get into the nitty gritty of um, some actual recipes. I'll send those to Herbie so that he has them before in case you want to, um, I'll, I'll highlight a couple, but we'll share a lot. Um, so if you want to actually have the ingredients um, to do those, then you would be able to to have that. So that's, that's how the order is going to go. So, um, all right. So meal prepping is pretty much, it's dedicating a time during your week to prepare your meals in advance. For me, that's usually Sunday, but there's some things that I kind of, you know, like when I do overnight oats, I only do them for three days. So then I have to do some more meal prepping in the middle of the week sometimes if I'm going to do um, more of those. But um, it's dedicating a chunk of time, some day in the week that you have a good chunk that you're home um, and that you can spend some time in the kitchen. So the difference between meal prepping and meal planning, um, meal planning is sort of deciding what you're going to make, what recipes, what ingredients, um, you know, making up your shopping list, spending some time going through some cookbooks or favorite recipes, um, going through Herbie's cooking kitchen files that you have saved somewhere to see what recipes do I want to make this week? What, you know, what supplies do I already have at home? Um, and or what might I need to go to the grocery store to get? So that's your meal planning, but your meal prepping is actually carrying out those steps to get those meals done. So it may be, um, you know, not even the grocery shopping. I would say like the, the grocery shopping is part of the planning. But once you get that home, that's where the meal prepping begins. And um, for me, it begins the minute that I walk in the door with the food. So once it's kind of out of the bags, then I start um, preparing my my vegetables if I need to prepare them. So if I bought um, a head of cauliflower or something, for example, I'm actually going to break that up into florets, you know, get it washed, get it put into bags so that on the day that I actually do my cooking, that everything is ready to go. So that's where it sort of begins for me is the minute that I walk in the door with with my grocery bags. Um, so why meal prep? What are the benefits to, to meal prepping? Why would I want to do this? <clears throat> um, it saves time because if you have your grocery list done, you you know what recipes you're going to make, you have all the ingredients in your house, it's less trips to the store, um, which, you know, I, I hate nothing more than now that the grocery store, the closest one to me is about two and a half miles away. There used to be one about half a mile that I could walk to. And if I got in the middle of a recipe and realized I didn't have something, which is a total no-no, right, <laughs> is is um, then I could walk down there quickly and walk back and still continue on with my recipe. But making sure that you have everything is, is super important and it will save you time um, if you you know, make sure that you have those things. It'll also save you time during the week when um, maybe you just don't feel like it, or maybe you're, you have a busy evening. If you have some things already planned in, and in your fridge that you can pull out and put together in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes or less even sometimes, then that's going to save you time during the week as well. So it saves time in a, in a couple different ways. 
um, saves money because if you know what you're preparing or you already have your items prepared, then you're going to have less that you're throwing away. You know, you're not, if you know that the six different types of vegetables in your refrigerator are going to be used in one of your meal prepping or two or three of your meal prepping recipes, then, you know, you're going to be using them. They're not just going to sort of sit in there and start turning brown and then they get thrown away. So you're actually going to save yourself some money. Plus you're, you're going to go to the store and grab exactly what you need for those recipes versus a whole bunch of extra stuff. Even if you go to the store hungry, which is another no-no, right? Don't go to the store hungry because you're going to buy more than you need. Um, and you're going to buy junk probably. But if you go to the store with a very specific list of what you need for your meal prepping, you know, you may grab one or two extra sort of snacks here and there. But for the most part, you're going to grab the ingredients that you um, that you know you need and not extra stuff. So you're going to save yourself some money that way. Um, again, it cuts back on waste. So if what you have in your fridge is what you're using for your meal prepping recipes, then um, less likely that stuff's just going to sit there and and go bad. Helps you stay on track with healthy eating. If you have things already prepared in your refrigerator ready to go, or if you've made some, let's say you made some granola and that's in a big container ready to go, then you're going to be less likely to just grab something when you're hangry. <laughs> so, um, and for me, grabbing something when I'm hangry usually means potato chips confession. That's <laughs> my weakness. So, um, you know, having stuff prepared, having celery that I already have cut up um, in Ziploc bags in my refrigerator, having, you know, a bag of baby carrots. And, and just know that as we go through some of the ideas, um, it doesn't have to be that you're like a pro in the kitchen by any means. It doesn't have to be that you're standing for hours upon hours um, peeling carrots chopping carrots. If that's not your thing, either you don't have the time or you don't have the um, the kitchen skills, you know, you don't feel safe or comfortable doing that, then there's so many um, alternative options, you know, in your grocery store, whether it's just buying the bag of baby carrots, whether it's buying a bag of frozen um, mixed vegetables for your soup versus you, you know, standing there and peeling and chopping all of it yourself. So wherever your skill level is at, we'll meet you there with some of the recipes and I'll give you some alternative um, ways that you can do that. Um, cuts back on stress for sure when you have meal planning under your belt. Um, you know, it's not rushing in from a basketball game with your kids and be like, oh, what are we going to do for dinner? I don't know. I don't have this. Oh, let's do this. No, I don't have that either. It just, you just know that when you walk in the door, there's something that you can pull out of the refrigerator or freezer because meal prepping is not just, um, fresh out of your refrigerator food. Meal prepping can be making freezer meals. Um, for example, you can take a, a beef tenderloin or a pork tenderloin rather, and you can put it in a gallon size Ziploc bag with all of your marinade and your vegetables. And it's raw when, you, when you're doing that, um, but you put it straight into your freezer once you've labeled it. And then here it is, Monday morning, you know it's going to be a busy day. You pull that out 
you know, of your freezer. I usually like to actually pull it out on a Sunday night. Um, but if even if you weren't thinking ahead, you can pull that out Monday morning. Oh, let's, I'm just going to put that pork tenderloin in the crock pot today because I know it's going to be a busy day. It goes in out of that freezer bag into your crock pot. Crock pot gets turned on. And when you get home, your dinner is is done. So it's not just vegetables and stuff out of your refrigerator. You can also make freezer meals ahead of time um, or big batches of things like make a white chicken chili on a Sunday. You know, you have that for dinner, but then you can freeze it in individual portions or, you know, for two if there's two of you at home. And that goes into your freezer labeled, you know, for another time as well. So meal prepping can look many different, different ways. Okay. So like I said, it can look many different ways. So it can be batch cooking, which is like what I just talked about, making a big pot of chili or soup or stew or um, marinara sauce or something on a Sunday. And then using that um, throughout the week, either again, as, as is. So if it's chili, it might just be that, you know, another day during the week, you're having chili again. But if you're making something like a marinara sauce on a Sunday, that could be used in all sorts of recipes throughout the week or the coming weeks, because you can definitely freeze that. So that's what we refer to as like batch cooking is making one thing, um, a big pot of it and then using it in multiple ways um, in the coming week or coming weeks. So, um, all right. Um, meals for one. So that's another type of meal prepping. So we have batch cooking, which is big bulk, making something and then using it in multiple ways. Um, making meals for one, which um, in my house, you wouldn't think that would work because there's four of us but I eat very differently than the rest of my family. <laughs> so um, making one person meals work is good for me. So th that might be things like, um, you know, it's more like individual meal items, right? So it might be overnight oats just for me for breakfast. It might be um, making myself a mason jar salad or even my husband, right? Like I will make him a mason jar salad. Um, I make two or three different kinds. They go in the fridge and he or my daughter might grab one out of the fridge, just depending on which one they want and take it in their lunch that day. So it doesn't need to be, you know, you have less, if you're not, if you're a person who knows that you're not going to use leftovers um, and they're just going to sit in your fridge and go bad, um, now you have wasted your money, right? If you made a pot of chili on Sunday and you put it in your fridge after you've eaten and then it just gets thrown away, then, you know, you're not helping your stress level. You've wasted money. Now you don't, you know, you may end up eating something that's unhealthy. Um, so, you know, this one individual sort of um, making one person meals may be your better option. Okay, so like I said earlier, actually, let's see if anyone has any questions about that before I go into sort of where the meal prepping starts. Any questions? Uh, Melissa, go ahead. Good morning, Melissa. Melissa. Hi, Haley. Um, I have a question. 
Yes. When you do um meal meal prepping, um, what about a sandwich if you're gonna make a sandwich like probably like during lunchtime or like like a like let's say if you're gonna make a like a a bologna sandwich or or, or a quesadilla or, or a taco or something, um, how 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 do you do that if you're gonna chop everything up and put it into the bag into like the refrigerator? Do you have to check the expiration date too? Yeah, so sometimes what I do when we're talking about sandwiches, the tricky thing with sandwiches is that if you're putting like mustard or mayonnaise or something on your sandwich ahead of time, then you risk the chance of your sandwich being soggy, right? So I would say, yes, you definitely can make sandwiches ahead of time. Um, I would leave the mayonnaise or the mustard or whatever sauce you put on them off. So sometimes what I'll do in, in the sandwich department is my daughter um, works two nights a week. And on those nights, when she gets home from track practice, there's not a lot of time in between track and going to work. And so on those nights, I try to find things that she and my husband can grab when they come in the door and then go with them. And so sandwich is one of those things. So for example, I might make um, French dips that night, which is a type of sandwich, right? It's roast beef, Swiss cheese on a like a hoagie roll or something like that. And so what I will do is I will have the, the bun toasted and the, um, the Swiss cheese is already melted on it. The Roast beef has already been dipped in the au jus and it's already in the hoagie roll. And I will wrap them in tin foil and send them on their way. So they'll <laughs> walk in the door. I'll hand them the tin foiled sandwich, which will help keep them, you know, warm. And then when they get to where they're going, it'll still be warm, but they can open it up and put on some mustard if or something like that if they wanted to. If you're right. talking about like a bologna sandwich. Um, that's uh-huh. going to last in your refrigerator for a while, as long as you wrap it, right? As long as it's either wrapped in saran wrap or wrapped in or put in like a Ziploc bag. But you will want to make sure that you find a way. And we're going to talk about this a little bit, Melissa, the importance of labeling. Right. So, yeah, you will want to find a way, whether it's using a Ziploc bag. Uh-huh. And, you and you know, if you have enough vision, you can write with a Sharpie on that Ziploc bag. Um, the problem with that is then if you're a person that reuses your bags, now you have the date on it. Because right. I have no vision the way that I choose to to identify um, expiration dates is I will braille it on like an index card and then attach that either inside, you know, I'll put it inside the bag in, in, a, in a smaller Ziploc or I'll rubber band it around the outside. So, you know, anytime you do any meal prepping, yeah, you're going to want to make sure that you somehow label. I usually label the date that I made it. Some people like to label the date that it's expired. So it's up, it's up to you which way you choose to do that. Oh, okay. And uh, if you do a taco. Yes. Like at night, um, let's say if you're going to prep it for wherever you go, are you, can you always, um, Put the expiration date in the taco. So when you say taco, are you talking about like wrapped in a tortilla? Are you talking about like a taco salad? Or are you talking about like a hard taco shell? Oh, like a taco shell. Like if you're going to make a taco. 
Yeah. So if I were going to do that, if I were going to make a big batch of taco meat on a Sunday, let's say I made a, a, a couple pounds of ground beef and I made that on Sunday, I would, store, I would store that maybe in individual containers in my refrigerator. And then right. I would have individual bags of like, say, your cheese and your lettuce and things like that. So I wouldn't actually assemble the taco before I took mm -hmm. it with me to wherever I was going. But I would uh -huh. take those individual bags because you're going to want to be able to heat up your taco meat to put right. into your right. taco shell when you get mm -hmm. there. So I would take the components to the taco <laughs> individually and then I would make it when I got there. I just got oh. a little bit nervous. I just saw Mama Sue come into the call. Hi, Mama Sue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So that's what I would. That's what I would do, Melissa. Is I okay. would. Um, I would take the individual components um, uh -huh. and make the taco when I got to where I was going. Oh, okay. does that make and sense? A, yeah, and a meatloaf sandwich. Um, <clears throat> how long when if you make a meatloaf sandwich, do you have to like? Um, uh, make it for lunch if you're gonna make the meatloaf sandwich for lunch, or like let's say if you're gonna go to program or somewhere, or like you need to make it uh prepared before you leave, like at night time, and you know, like for instance, like if you're gonna make a meatloaf sandwich, what can happen if you don't put it in the refrigerator? Like if you made a meatloaf sandwich. Yeah, I would definitely put it. So what I would do, me personally, is if I made a meatloaf, I mm -hmm. would slice that meatloaf into, say, 12 slices or whatever, you know, however thick you like your piece of meatloaf. And right. then I would I would wrap each one of those in saran mm -hmm. wrap and then put it into a Ziploc bag. And I would put them in my freezer. And what I oh, would wow. do is I would just pull a slice out the night before put it in my refrigerator so it can thaw overnight. And mm -hmm. then, um, and then again, I would probably, you know, you could either make the sandwich in the morning, wrap it and take it with you, or uh -huh. you could just take the components of, so take the slice of meatloaf, take your, you know, your, your pieces of bread and assemble it when you get there. So two different ways you could do that. Reach out to me and I, I can share with you some other ideas as well. I'll give my email at the end so we can chat more if you want. Okay, sounds All right. good. Thanks, okay. Haley. You're welcome. So, <clears throat> one question I do have before we go into any other questions, because um, this is something that I personally don't struggle with, but others might. Um, you mentioned putting like your condiments on when you take your sandwich with you. Like, uh, do you recommend people use the condiment packets or um, whatever? And the reason why I ask this too is I know some blind people struggle with opening those things. So I was also going to see if you do recommend the packets. Any tips you have for people to open them? Yeah, they're a, they're a pain, right? I'm not going to lie. I don't even know. Can you buy condiment packets? I just usually, when we go to a fast food restaurant, I usually grab a couple extras. Yeah. I'll deny that. Don't put that on the recording. <laughs> um, but like if I go to Arby's and I really love like the Arby's sauce or the horseradish sauce, I'll grab a couple extra packets of those um, and bring them home. And then if I know that I'm going to be making like French dip, um, you know, later in the week, then I have those little packets that I can use the horseradish sauce on my French dip. Um, so they are really hard to open. I usually, if I'm honest with you, I just usually take scissors and snip off the top and not even try and find that little perforated um, line and open it up and hope that when you squeeze it, it doesn't, as you try to 
push it out, you know? Um, so I just usually take scissors and snip off the top, if I'm honest, and that's how I open those. But if I were to, um, to you know, you, you know, know where your strengths are and know where your struggles are when it comes to, to meal prepping. Um, because if those little packets are easier for you, for sure, take those. But for me personally, you know, I don't always have those. Um, or maybe I don't have those in whatever sauce or spread it is that I, excuse me, that I want. But what I do is um, at the dollar store, you can buy little tiny um, individual like plastic round containers with lids. You know, they're like the ones that you, if you went to say the fast food restaurant or you know, like a burger place and they bring out your ketchup sometimes in those now. Um, you can buy those at the dollar store. And I usually put like, um, depending on the the style of that container, you want to make sure that it seals tightly, right? Especially if you're putting in a lunch bag that's going to get jostled around. Um, but I put my salad dressings in those. I put my ketchup or mustard. I might put them in those. And then when I get to where I'm going, I can um, use just a plastic knife or something to spread it. Not everyone in, is feels comfortable with spreading though. So again, know your know your strengths and know your weaknesses. If if squeezing it from a packet is just easier for you and you can sort of use that to guide it around the piece of bread, great. If you're feeling comfortable with spreading, then putting it into those little individual containers and taking it with you and then just using a plastic knife that you've also thrown in your lunch bag. Um, you know, you can spread it that way too. So you're definitely not going to want to necessarily show up. You know, if you're going like, let's say actually, let's say you're, you're going to um, like where I met Herbie, right? And you're at the orientation and training center. Um, if, if they have a refrigerator in like the student room or whatever that you could take your own contain your own um, bottle of mustard. Like let's say you know every day you take a a bologna and cheese sandwich, and you like mustard on yours, right? I mean, if there was a refrigerator there that you could take a small bottle of mustard and leave it in there, and they would allow you to do that. I mean, you know, that's an option as well. Just make sure that you label the mustard because other people may be putting stuff in there as well and you don't want to pull out chocolate syrup and put it on your bologna and cheese sandwich you want to make sure you are actually indeed pulling out the mustard and you know keeping in mind how long it may be in there mustard is going to last for a really long time anything sort of pickled or whatever it's going to last a long time um but those would be some of my suggestions herbie hopefully that's helpful all right um do we have any other questions no raised hands at this time. All right. All right. So let's talk about like um, prep, like the prep work before you actually start cooking um, when it comes to, to this style of cooking. So like I said earlier, for me, it begins as soon as I come home from the store. If I come home from the store with um, a big bag of carrots and I know that some of my recipes during the week are going to you know, I'm going to need those carrots. Or if I just want to have carrots in the refrigerator as a healthy snack, then I am going to peel and I'm going to cut up those carrots to whatever size it is that I want them. I'm going to cut them up when I get them home from the grocery store so that they're ready to go. Or again, if you, um, 
you know, you just want to set aside a day, if you're just making a couple things and you just want to set aside a day and you have time to do that, that peeling and chopping on that day, I mean, that's up to you. Um, I actually get a farm box delivered to my house twice a week with some vegetables, not all of my vegetables, um, but some vegetables. For example, I do a lot of juicing. And so um, I always have kale in my in my farm box. Um, I always have some herbs of some kind in my farm box. I always have apples in my farm box because one of my favorite juices right now is apple, kale, and mint. And so when that comes to my house on, on Thursday, um, as soon as I bring it in off the front step, I, I fill up a big, um, I fill up my sink with cold water. I take the kale out of the box. Um, I actually um, take the kale off the stems and I put it into that cold water and I let it sort of, you know, it just cleans it. All the dirt will sort of float to the top and it just cleans the, the kale off. And then I drain that water out um, I sometimes will sit, take the kale out and sit it on like a paper towel or two so that it can drain it a little bit more. And then I put that right into um, a Ziploc bag that goes into my um, my salad crisper drawer. And then when I get ready to juice, my kale is, is ready to go. Chances are if when I want the juice, if it's not ready, I'm, I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to feel like it. Um, but if my kale is ready to go and all I have to do is put it into my juicer with my apples and my mint or whatever, then I'm more likely to do it. Um, and then, you know, juicing in itself is, is a meal prep because now I have like right now in my refrigerator, I've got a quart size mason jar with grapefruit juice, a quart size mason jar with orange juice and a quart size mason jar in there with that apple, kale and mint. And any morning that I don't have a lot of time, I can just pull that out and have that as part of my breakfast. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I like to do. So, again, all of your chopping, slicing, dicing. Um, next week, maybe I'll put together a list of some of the tools. I, I hadn't done that, but I definitely can if you guys are interested. But some of the tools that I use, again, if, if chopping is not, chopping with a knife is not your thing, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Um, an option is to buy stuff that's already chopped at the grocery store, but um, there's some pretty nifty tools out there that can help you with your slicing and chopping. And I'm not talking about like a mandolin where you have to um, have your hands close to a blade. I'm talking about things where you can just dump it into a, um, you know, a, a tube, turn on the button and right it's chopping for you and then it comes out in your bowl and everything's chopped so um, I will try and put together a list of some of the tools that I use um, sometimes just because I'm in a hurry sometimes because I'm going to be doing a lot of chopping and I don't feel like it and sometimes because my kids are helping me in the kitchen and I just feel better um, you know that they're not using the knives too so um, I will put together that list if you guys are interested in that yeah, yeah, I'm actually interested in that. Um, that little tube thing is it like a food 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 processor? Yeah, you can use a food processor. Please raise your hand if you would like to be acknowledged. Yeah, I think that was you, Melissa. So reach out to me. You and I could definitely have a, a conversation um, over the phone as well. Okay. All right. All right. 
All right. So some of the tips for um, for when you're planning your, your meal prepping is, again, wash, chop, and slice all your stuff. Um, get yourself some food storage containers before you, like, this is one of the supplies that you'll need. So um, that could be Ziploc containers with lids, right? You want to make sure that it's going to be airtight, especially if you're putting it into your freezer. You don't want to get freezer burn on your food. Um, but it could be um, either throwaway Ziploc bags or it could be reusable Ziploc bags that you wash out and use again. Um, make sure you have your, you know, your saran wrap or your tin foil and things like that as well. And for me, if I'm making a recipe that I'm going to store in a Ziploc bag, I found this really nifty tool. Maybe we'll actually do a giveaway next week, Kirby. I don't know if you ever do that or if I'm allowed to do that, but I have these nifty stands um, that actually hold your Ziploc bag um, open because one of the difficult things is if I make a pot of chili, and I have a bunch of leftovers and I'm wanting to put that into my Ziploc bag and put it in my freezer because Ziploc bags really do take up a lot less room than say like the containers, right? You can completely make them Definitely. flat and stack them in your freezer. So um, so if I want to fill up my Ziploc bag with my chili, then the struggle becomes how do I pour or scoop or whatever my chili into a Ziploc bag without it's spilling everywhere. The bag closes right as you go to pour it in or how do I do that? And so I found Very these nifty containers, I mean, these nifty stands and you take each side of the Ziploc bag then it goes into like a little clip um, and the stand holds it in place and then the bag is actually open. So it's not going to close on you as just as you go to pour stuff in. Um, oh, no, I'm all, I'm all for exploring every kind of tool in the kitchen, to help, you know, so um, yeah. by all means. So, can I do a giveaway next week? Or not? Uh, I think, you know what, maybe we should double check with community. I personally okay. don't have any problems, but... Um, okay, we'd have to talk about it and figure out how we would, you know, be able to draw that. Let's talk that about it and then too, I'll double but... check with okay. community just to make sure they are okay with it. But if they're okay, okay with but it... But either way, I'll give okay the information for that. And um, you do and have a list. couple of raised hands, Haley. Okay, let's do it. Um, let's see, Janet, you're first. Hi, Janet. Janet, you may unmute. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, you were talking containers, and um, our favorite containers are the lock and lock you can get from QVC. You can even get it. I think you can even get it from the store. Yes. You just said my free, three favorite letters in the whole wide world. <laughs> Uh-huh. My husband's it's... least favorite letters in the whole wide world. Well, it's my I think it's my favorite my husband's favorite yeah. three letters in the whole wide world and it's yeah, and I could I can live without it. Lock and locks of, are really some, good. Some of, some of the uh, some of the hosts has has gotten uh, yeah. has gotten away. So Yeah. Lock and locks are really good. I I do like them. Yeah. Uh Paige, you're next. Hi, Paige. Hey, um, good morning. I just need to know, uh, what's that name of the, um, the stand that holds, 
open oh my gosh ziploc bags i do not know the name of it i will put it in a resource list um or you can reach out to me i'll give the information at the end um if you need it sooner than that and i can give it to you i don't know the name of it i was actually following um a free uh batch cooking freezer cooking um person online for a while and and she suggested it and i just got on and, and ordered them so i'm not sure off the top of my head um what the name of them is but i will have that for next week um and i can send that to you beforehand if you if you reach out to me okay, and thank you. Heidi. Mm -hmm. yes heidi heidi I have got some recipes that I'll send you that are okay. like one mason jar, one person meals. So, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I love it. Those, are my, those are my favorites. Okay. And they sound awesome. So, yeah. Thanks. So one of the really important things when you're meal prepping is that you make your ingredients versatile. So meaning that you can use them in several different recipes throughout the week right so that you're not cooking 10 different things maybe you're cooking four different things but the way that you mix and match them is going to make different meals for yourself so for example um i might make a big pot of black beans on sunday and those beans might be used on um in burritos during the week they might be used um, I might mash them and use them, you know, as more of like a refried bean on like a tostada or something like that. I may use them um, in a chili, in a sweet potato chili or a meat-based chili later on in the week. So when I make my pot of black beans, I'm not just thinking, oh, I'm going to eat these on my plate as black beans. I'm thinking how many different recipes that I have during the week can I use them with? Um, or I might, um, on a Sunday, I might grill or cook four or five different, you know, chicken breasts. And so I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to use these chicken breasts throughout the week? Some of them might be used in my mason jar salads. Some of them may be used with those black beans, either in like a burrito, or they might be used in like a Buddha bowl, like a grain bowl that's stacked up. That's one of my favorite um, things to do with meal prepping. Um, if I make a big pot of beans, if I make a pot of quinoa or rice on Sunday, if I um, grill some vegetables or do a sheet pan vegetable, you know, thing on Sundays, um, and I have my chicken, then I can make a bowl. I can just layer that, you know, rice, beans, um, pull some cheese out of my fridge, add some of the chicken. Um, I may have a couple dressings already made in my refrigerator, a couple of dressings or sauces um, that are ready to go on this type of Buddha bowl or grain bowl. So that's what you need to think about when you're planning what actual items you're going to cook on your food prep day is what am I cooking that's versatile that's going to be good to use in several different recipes. And you've got um, a couple of hints. Yeah. And, and that's going to the hints. I do have to ask. So you mentioned a mason jar salad. Why would one want to put a mason jar in a salad? <laughs> I mean, you could just use a, a container, you know, a, a, um, a Ziploc or a lock and lock container as well. I just, I just, speaking of QVC, I just ordered for my brother for his birthday because he's starting to, you know, try to eat better. I just ordered from, from there, um, 
a set of two salad bowls that actually it's the bowl it comes with the little container for the dressing and there's also a little spot on the lid where you store your fork and so um you know i i thought well that might be fun i ordered a, a couple of those to to try so i don't know i just like the mason jar i just feel like it's a um you're less um so when i make a salad in a in a container you know typically i'll put my lettuce in i'll put all my ingredients on top and i take it with me sometimes you risk the um your lettuce getting soggy um depending on what ingredients you've put in there right especially if you've like sliced in half um, cherry tomatoes or um, you know maybe you put in some pepperonis or something that's you know sort of got some juice to it you risk your salad being soggy when you get there so the really cool thing about when you make salads in a mason jar is you layer it with that in mind so the first thing that goes in is your dressing and then the next thing that goes in might be say like your your cucumbers and then you might add in your meat and you the way you layer it is important and the very last thing that goes in at the top is your lettuce so um when you so it's not going to get soggy because it's not sitting on that dressing or sitting on those right. juicier vegetables right so then when you get to where you're going um typically you don't eat the salad from the jar because it's usually made in a quart size jar and that would be pretty hard to to get down yeah. inside of but typically what you'll do is where when you get to where you're going with your mason jar the idea is that when you tip it out then the lettuce now ends up on the bottom right because in the jar it's on the top so when you tip yep. it out onto your plate or into your bowl the lettuce is now on the bottom like a typical salad would be and the dressing is now drizzled all over the top because it was the last thing to come out of the jar so that's the that's the purpose behind the mason jar is that it really helps to prevent your salad from getting soggy does that make sense it does. All right. So before we go on, I just want to say a quick hi to my friend Celeste, who is listening to us on Media Five. So uh, she's been listening uh, to uh, since. Yep. So she's been listening since the beginning of the show. So uh, glad to have you on board, and um, hope you're learning some uh, valuable tips there, Celeste. And hi to everybody else. Um, I only know about Celeste because she uh, let me know. But uh, if you're out there listening on Media Five, uh, hi to you, um, or on Clubhouse. All right, but I understand we have some raised hands now, so let's uh, get to them. All we right. do. Barbie is next. Hi, Barbie. Yes, hello. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm good. One of the things I wanted to ask is, do you add any other extra um, value, nutritional value to your drinks, as such as hemp seeds or chia seeds or bougies to make your um <clears throat> smoothies or whatever you call them more nutritionist i i do so i mean in my juices themselves there's a lot of nutritional value in like your herbs right so like when i make a juice that might be kale parsley cucumber apple i mean there's a lot of nutritional value in that parsley i mean when i'm adding cilantro to like a cilantro blueberry smoothie or juice um, cilantro is a great um, metal detoxifier so i'm always thinking of that stuff and that's one of the tips that I have 
you know, when it comes to meal prepping is know your why. Are you meal prepping to save money? Are you meal prepping for the health reasons? So it sounds like for you, that might be because you're wanting to make healthier choices. So, you know, being conscious of that, like, for example, the overnight oats recipe that I'll share on my next call, I do always put chia seeds in my um, overnight oats because they have amazing health properties um, to them. Um, if I'm working out a lot, which I have been lately, when I'm going to make my smoothie, I'm going to make sure that I put some protein powder in there. And I'm also going to make sure that when I'm that I'm conscious of when I'm drinking that, right? Because ideally, like our body is going to build muscle faster if we have that protein within an hour or so of working out. So yeah, um, yeah, I do try to be very aware of adding in extra, especially because I have two teenagers and one of them is very, very active. So if I can help her with, um, you know, just maintaining her energy levels and not being fatigued or not having muscle cramps when she's, you know, at a track meet, um, then yeah, I'm definitely going to be aware of what I'm putting in there. Because I do juice and I do the green drink and the vegetable drink, I mean, the nice. um, fruit drink, and also do the bean thing. Like I use the red beans and put mushrooms and all mm, those things nice. because I like beans on toast and red oh. beans have more protein than most beans. Nice. Please come back next week when well. we share recipes. And like, I'd love to hear you, you know, share some of that. I mean, one of the things that I really love to do, Barbie, is I really love to make my own sprouts. So yeah. um, if I'm making a salad, I can add some of those sprouts because they have great nutritional value. Or even if I'm making a sandwich or a wrap, um, I can add some of those sprouts in. So I'd love for you to come back next week when we actually talk about recipes and maybe I'll, you know, mention a little bit more about some of those additional healthy things that I put in and, and what they offer and why I put them in there. So yeah, thank you like for the, asking that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the grasses and all those sorts of uh -huh. things. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. And next is Kirsten. Hey, Kirsten. Hello. Hey, you today? How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm well. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. my question um, is, do you have any recommendations or any suggestions as far as food scales? Because I am oh, trying yeah. to be more aware of, I guess, like the how much protein and just counting the macronutrients and all gotcha. that boring stuff. So I need some help in that area. Okay. I just realized I need some help in an area. Herbie, are you able to take some notes or, or cause I can't, <laughs> I mean, I can, but I'll be going back and forth between screens and send them to me because I want to make sure that like, these are the things like the names of the, stand that holds the bags and the chopper yep. that I use. So I want to make sure Kirsten, is it Kirsten or Kirsten? Kirsten, yes. Kirsten. Okay. So I want to make sure that I um, include that in the resource list that I put together. I do have a talking scale. Oh, um, nice. and, yeah. And I do use <laughs> that and you can switch it back and forth. You know, a lot of recipes will call for grams and then some recipes will call for pounds right. or ounces yeah. rather. So um, it's nice because you can switch it back and forth between the ounces and the grams. Um, and it speaks all of that to you. And mm -hmm. um, it tells you when it's ready. You know, you, you, um, what's it called? Um, 
it's on the tip of my tongue when you um, tear it. So like you have your scale, you have your bowl that you put on top and it can be any bowl. It can be the bowl that comes with the scale or it can be a bowl that you're using to measure. You want to, so when you sit that bowl on your scale empty, then you push a button that it's called tearing it. And it just, mm -hmm. it measures that bowl. So your bowl doesn't get counted into the weight once you start adding stuff into it. And mm -hmm. this scale that I use, it, it does talk. Um, I've had it for quite a while. So I'll see if it's still available. And if it's not, I'll see if I can find one that is, you know, an alternative. But yeah, mine talks and I love it. And I'll make sure I add that to the resource list. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, next is Celeste. Hey, Celeste. Well, hello, Haley. First of all, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And um, um, so a couple of things. First of all, um, for, for prep things, I don't use it myself, but I've heard of the service. There's a thing called HelloFresh, and they basically, it's, they, they, it's, a, it's kind of like a, a meal prep service. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they send you, you know, you order what you want. To prepare and they send you basically your ingredients measured out so like say you you're making a little vegetable stew or something and you're not very good at chopping vegetables you know you can order that from the hollow fresh i'll send you your vegetables pre-cut and then you just follow the steps and put mm -hmm. it together yeah i've never used any of those services and i'll tell you why not because i'm opposed to them but um, but I know that my brother has used a couple of those services. What <laughs> you want to be really aware of when you are looking into, because there's, there's lots of those, there's several of those, right? <laughs> what you want to be really aware of is not all of them come with everything that you need. So there <laughs> may be some going to the grocery store anyway. Um, <laughs> not all of them are measured out individually they might give you if you're going to make three different things and in total you need three cups of marinara sauce they may just send you the entire jar and it's up to you to measure it so if measuring is not your strength then you know those types of things might be difficult for you and then the other thing is be aware that a lot of times um, the recipes are either going to be in print, which might be difficult, or they may send them in videos. And sometimes those videos are pretty music and them showing you how to make it with pretty music playing, but no description for us to follow if you're, you know, blind. So um, just know the service. I'm not, like I said, I'm not opposed to them. Um, but just know the service and know your own needs because I'd hate for you, you know, they're not inexpensive. So I'd hate for you to get them home and find out that what the way that they offer it is not accessible for you. And now you're stuck with like all of this, these ingredients and all of these things that you don't really know what to do with. So that would be my, the, you know, my, my warning, I guess, for lack yeah, of a better. I would mention too, is, you know, just know how to use your OCR apps on the phone or use Ira or be my eyes. Cause depending on what type of containers they come in, you might need some way of identifying the things. So yeah, they're not going to um, be. So if any of us want to, to start up our own entrepreneurial 
blind cooking um, delivery service. I'm just putting that out there because yeah, just know, idea, yeah, just I'll know that the, the, the world is not going to deliver you um, your ingredients with Braille labeling on it. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Not until Herbie and I come up with our own company where we deliver around the country um, accessible food um, recipe ideas. And we're going to try and get these two raised hands in before the five off mark. We're going to yeah. move okay. on. Amanda, so Celeste, you had, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I think, Celeste, you had one other question first before we get to. So um, in the event that this uh, cooking call doesn't work for a prize giveaway, um, I'm doing it this Sunday, and Herbie's doing it on his shows. We're doing a Name That Tune contest. We're giving away prizes. So if you'd like to offer your 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 Ziploc stand as a as, as a prize, um, get in touch. Okay. All right. I'm All right. That. Yes, indeed. Okay. Let's. Amanda, I believe, was next. Yes. Um, I have just got a quick question. Um, have you raised? Have you um? frozen rice or quinoa and how had that turned out you know that's a controversial question <laughs> right <laughs> it is like some people say you shouldn't reheat rice mm -hmm. um and so i feel like that's a personal like opinion so or you know a personal decision i i reheat rice i'm not gonna mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i do and i also reheat quinoa um and when i f and i've also freeze you know froze them i i love quinoa i mean i actually prefer quinoa over rice and i make when i make my quinoa i make it um i mean you certainly can make it with a broth right like a vegetable broth or a chicken broth or definitely adds it to adds flavor to it and if you're going to do that then you're going to want to make sure you're using that quinoa in like savory dishes like your grain bowls and things mm -hmm. like that but i sometimes will just make mine with water because then what i can do is i can use it as my morning cereal if it's just made with water because it doesn't have you know a savory um, flavor to it so what i will do is i will portion out that quinoa into individual containers um say half a cup of quinoa and then i will take some a bag of frozen fruit from costco and i will portion out some of that frozen fruit on top of it um and then i will put that right into my freezer and then on the day like i might take it out the night before or maybe if i don't even think about it. I might take it out the morning of and then I can just pop that into the microwave and then I can add a little bit of um, like my nut milk or whatever I want to add to it, some granola. Um, so I actually do freeze mine and I feel like it turns out okay. It doesn't come out mushy. Um, but like I said, I feel like the controversy is whether or not you should reheat those things. Some people say that that you shouldn't. Um, yeah, so I feel like that's a personal preference. But as far as the the texture of it or whether it can be frozen, it, it definitely can. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Karen, we have about a minute to our five of Mark. You're next. Hi there, Haley and Harvey. Um, I was listening on. Uh, yeah, this is Karen from Phoenix. I um I was uh, listening on media, but not that I come in here. Um, so, um. I have ordered some things through um, blindkitchen.com, the Blind oh, Kitchen. I'm not familiar and, with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I've gotten a few things. They have some, like, liquid 
um, like measuring a spoon. So they're kind of like ladles and they're different sizes for measuring your liquids. And then I also got some like little funnels. Um, and then um, I got my um, a talking scale from them, uh, okay. kitchen scale. And one second, can... Karen, I just need to let you know, Herbie, it's five of. Okay, perfect. Um, if you could just hold on to that thought for just a second there, Karen, and um, we will get back to you, I promise. But hey, you might want to do like what Celeste and Karen has done for those of you listening on Media 5 and uh, come here on the uh, Zoom link or Clubhouse as we have to say goodbye to you all in just a couple minutes. As um, um, I want to thank you all for uh, coming today. Now, Haley, real quick, when is your next Essential Oils call? Um, it will be next week and we'll be talking about like, so this, the, well, I guess I'm off schedule. I realized as you were talking to Heidi earlier, so it will be next week and it'll be topic driven. So once a month, it'll be covering a, one oil and then once a month it will be on a, a specific topic. So right. maybe Yeah. There you go. We'll all right. That. I was wondering if those two would ever emerge. You know, <laughs> I use essential oils to cook all the time. Vegetable oil, olive oil, peanut oil. <laughs> not essential. I mean, it is essential. But oh, it's they're not? not? The oh, well, we're okay. Talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> those are the essential oils I use. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, was I this funny back then? Uh, yes, you've always been someone all that right. could make me smile, Herbie. Always. All right checks in the mail so anyway but in all seriousness for those of you listening on media 5 you will have unmute presents later on no games to play with A today but uh, you will get helpful hints on homophones so uh make sure you tune into that and of course make sure you send an email to community at acb.org and say yo people how about so get me set up with the uh, community call list okay you know here's my name here's my email address here's my credit card number you don't need it but you can uh, use it anyway okay okay don't give them your credit card number seriously um <laughs> but in all seriousness yes all you need to do is just actually you don't even uh, just give them your name and email address and just say hey i'd like to be yep. i'd like to be all right um if everybody can check their mute status that would be good um it uh if you can just do that and just say, I'd like to be added to the community call list, that they will do that. And you can also use that same method to say, hey, add me to the cooks list as well, where, where I will post things like Haley's resources and recipes and all that good stuff. So um, make sure you do that. And like I said, you can join us on Zoom for the entirety of the call. Not that uh, we don't mind you, of course, listening on your Alexa devices and Lady A's and all that. Yeah, I see people so, leaving. You don't have to leave. We're still going to be here. <laughs> well, they they want to go to the coffee clutch. Yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that, that's where they're leaving. That's uh, oh, I think what they're leaving us gotcha. for. But yes, you get another half hour of Haley, guys. For those of you on the Zoom side, we're not going anywhere just yet. So and um, you still you have thirty-one people, Haley. So I think you're good. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's, you know, one I person. Think this is a cooking, one person is. I think this is a cooking call record. Maybe one time we did have 40 people on here, but um, there you go. 31. All right. Yep, so. important. 